Welcome to Because You Need to Know, recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio at Chautauqua Institution. I am Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. Today's guest is April Allen. She's the Managing Director and Principal Consultant of KnowledgeBird. As a certified knowledge-centered service trainer, she helps customer support teams and IT service desks work more effectively with organizational know-how in order to serve their customers better. April also monitors emerging knowledge tech, is an angel investor, and advises growing startups needing to scale their customer service functions. What would you say is the biggest challenge in knowledge management? Uh, I think the biggest challenge in knowledge management is really um, understanding what to call it, uh, what, what, <laughs> what to look for. <laughs> um, Love it. Uh, what to call it, but really what to look for if you're actually looking around for knowledge management, either as, a, as someone who wants to hire a service or mm-hmm. to provide the service. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you look for? There's so many so many things that come under the umbrella of knowledge management. So, so I think that's the biggest challenge at the moment. So how did you even find this work? How did you land in KM? Uh, my background is IT support and network operations, being in that high-pressure uh, environment with customers, um, having problems connecting to the internet. That's what the, the, <laughs> the first – that's how I first started, um, people could, having problems dialing up to the internet even. And uh, it evolved as the internet became more mainstream and faster and whatnot. And then I went into financial batch operations sort of work. Um, so I've been in that high pressure question answer sort of transactional kind of right. s- deal call yeah. centery sort of situation. And I've had various types and levels of knowledge base available. I found myself to be the person who took stewardship of the knowledge base by the end of my support career and because I knew how much it helped me do my job when it was good. Yeah, Yeah, and you you just brought up a great facet that I love to talk about, which is stewardship. That's a mindset, right? That's that's just the way you see the world. You you need to take care of this stuff. But how do you – so how would you hire for somebody that has that stewardship? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it's somebody who's a bit of a collector, somebody who who uh, likes to collect things and connect the dots between those mm-hmm. things. Um, so they they will hear a thread here and see another one over there, and they'll they'll understand what it means when they put those two things together. And I think that you you see that same sort of behaviour in community communities like community managers they do the Mm. same thing um Mm. so i think it's that kind of behavior so it's actually kind of a not so classify it like somebody just loves doing puzzles because that's a whole different thing it's it's a combination of an analysis and perception and understanding of what could benefit something else and it's a relational understanding it's a depth of context yeah, and for the benefit of 
um, serving a need, so solving right. a problem yeah. or answering a question. Yeah. yeah, not not just for a hobby's mm-hmm. sake of like a puzzle yeah. guy, right? Yeah. yeah, something that helps the mission or move the operation ahead. Yeah, this KSC. Tell me what that stands for and what that means. Uh, yeah, KCS is Knowledge Centered Service. Did I say it backwards? Um, KCS. Yeah, KSC? You did. yeah. You, well. you did, but it's that's easy to do. Um, <laughs> It's a methodology that's been around and in development continuously for many years. Mm. Um, I didn't come up with it. It actually was developed by a group of member companies um, actually go and try stuff in their customer service environments and then come back and say whether it worked or not. So they're they're an innovative group of people in the consortium um, for service innovation, and they're the people who have developed this methodology over a number of years. So what does it mean to have a certification in it? Uh, so the methodology provides a way of working with knowledge as a byproduct of problem solving. So instead of having a function that in support operations, what often happens is people will hire a technical writer and their job is to write the docs um, and the FAQs. Um, but the problem with that is that there's a lot of assumptions being made. Often it's wasted effort because those FAQs aren't actually frequent at all, really. We just think they probably will be. So KCS provides a way of working with the customer's context as uh, driving the uh, production and the maintenance of knowledge. So um, is, is KSC yeah. strictly more technology and processes versus the people, or is it even across uh, the three major hubs of KM, people, processes, and technology? It's uh, it's it's people and process, uh, oh. and, and the, the technology enables it. So, so it's definitely about teaching behaviors, um, about searching early and searching often, the workflow, the the processes and what we measure and how we measure success. And and the people who are certified in KCS um, understand how all those practices work to mm. produce those mm. outcomes. Mm. You can also progress and become a certified trainer. So there there is probably a couple of dozen certified trainers around the world. So it's still mm. a it's still quite um a, a well kept secret, I guess. Mm-hmm. So is this consortium, you, you spoke of a consortium. So who owns KCS and how does it, is it a nonprofit or, or what is it, a foundation? Uh, yeah, so the Consortium for Service Innovation is a not-for-profit. They do the the research and development of KCS uh, plus a few other, other things. Hmm. And uh, the KCS Academy is a is the for-profit arm and they – hold the certification journey so Mm -hmm. that's how that works where are they based out of uh it's it's got a critical mass in um in the u.s um there's some uh people in seattle boston and san francisco um but there are certified practitioners and trainers around the world so is this specific to a certain industry or can this be any industry I think it can be any industry that has a um, has an environment where there's high volume of repeat sort of questions and answers. 
Um, so that's really where it has really great benefits. Yeah. Organizations that deal with one-time projects or something that's very unique uh, or custom, it wouldn't be that applicable because it's not a repeatable cycle. Well, I don't know. I you said it was it was built to to manage customer interactions, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested. Yeah. How do you define customer? Because a customer can be anybody within the organization, external. Yes. I mean, totally. how do yeah. you define it? Yeah, you can, yeah, definitely. It it applies to your internal um, people who are consuming services internally. Um, so HR teams can benefit from working this way. Um, enterprise IT teams, they're, they're the classic sort of two internal teams that benefit from working like this. But also uh, external customers, you know, um, Software consumers, um, any anyone that would be would be experiencing potentially an exception to their whatever they're expecting to have happen, and something mm-hmm. doesn't go the way they expect, so they need to contact. And in the old days, it was us getting the phone call, but now it's could be any number of channels that people are, are looking, and often they'll try to self serve through. Um, whatever you're offering as a public mm-hmm. knowledge base mm-hmm. first. Does the institution or the, the what's the name of the uh, not-for-profit arm? Uh, what's the name of that exactly? Um, there's the Consortium for Service Innovation that does the uh, not-for-profit side mm-hmm. of it, and the KCS Academy runs the certifications, yeah. Okay, so does the nonprofit offer any research that's publicly available to see how this works or...? Yeah, well, actually, the methodology is open source. So the whole thing is available online for people to read through at at will. And um, there's a great uh, adoption guide that's also publicly available so that you can can understand how a KCS uh, program is rolled out Mm -hmm. across an organization, um, which is super helpful if you've got a, you know, a large scale kind of situation with potentially multiple products that you're um, supporting. So with that kind of the the open source is the way knowledge management should be, right? I mean, we should not be hiding things behind barriers with price tags, because if we can all gain, uh, of course, we have to have the finances to provide for ourselves and our organizations. But I see some knowledge management people get kind of wedged in between corporate walls. They want to talk about something, but it's like, oh, oh, I can't share that, you know, and it's like, oh. Yeah. Uh, so I love the idea of the open source because I think that adds fuel to innovation on a societal level, right? I mean, that, yeah. that, that advances everybody, not just one particular interest or board or uh, shareholder. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, talking about innovation, KCS is going to pick up pace, I believe, because um, of where we're going with machine learning. Mm. And automation in in customer support. Um, it's the executive level that are now sort of re- and boards that are requiring um, chatbots uh, to mm. be put in place. Mm-hmm. They're often being rolled out without that foundational work being done, and yeah. so they're just they're regurgitating incomplete and inaccurate 
knowledge. Right. That kind of goes with that whole idea of, of buying the next thing to, yeah. to roll it out without any real deep understanding of what it takes. Uh, and I've seen that done with like just being able to do benchmarks for an organization in a dashboard process. You know, it sounds oh, yeah, we would love that. You know, red, green, or yellow. Yep, let's do that. And it's like, yeah. well, what are you measuring? How? how? What? You know, yeah. it's not that easy. No, no. At least dealing easy. with people. Yeah. I, at least, uh, I, you know, I think once we get to the AI level of where there's less people involved with the information flow, then your bells and whistles will be easier to count, you know, I would assume, because yeah. it's uh, more of a binary tree right so it either is or isn't um well yeah you'll get the analytics you know the search path people are taking and what they're clicking on and what they've said yes that worked or didn't you know so there'll there'll be more of that available we're coming up short on time so the last thing i would like to ask is there any guidance wisdom that golden glow that you get when you start talking about your passion that you would like to share at this point with our listeners um, I, I think the, the one key thing I, that I, that I find makes a big difference when I talk to people is, is using the customer's words in the question or the topic title in your knowledge base. So the problem people often, the trap people get in is writing knowledge from their own point of view, mm. but we, the way we describe something isn't the way a, a consumer might describe it. And so we have to get out of that mindset that what they're saying is incorrect because it's not. That's what their experience is. So if we can capture their experience and use their words and then anyone can search on the words that they use and they'll find that answer then. So that's really the, the light bulb moment for a lot of people is, is understanding that concept. Well, I love that because that's really a baseline just listening skill of not transcribing, but just copying what is said. You know what I mean? I, I get you because yeah. you don't want to put your spin and your perception and your understanding, or you think you need to translate it into yeah. corporate speak to make it better. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. It's great to see you. And uh, I would say let's have another conversation soon. Yeah. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, thank you, April. Recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio at Chautauqua Institution. Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. <laughs>